Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. Greetings and salamanders, all you cuckoo kids out there in Radio Land. Be welcome onto another episode of Max Mike Movies, recommended by three out of four dentists for their patients who chew podcasts. I'm number four. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to him. Uh, today we have another in our series, Then and Now, or, or what, this again? Where we discuss an, a classic or old movie and its remake, or in this case, multiple remakes. Ooh, we get more than one? And the, what sweet music will we children of the night make for you this week? <coughs> it's Dracula! Blah! <laughs> more on that in a moment. But first, allow me, to, allow me to be introducing myself. I am Count Maxula, and with me is my bug-eating familiar, Mike Renfield Luce. <laughs> wait, wait, more, more. There. That was one too many. Oh. Yes, Dracula. <laughs> We're going to discuss the classic 1931 Bella Lugosi version. Blah! The 1979 Frank Langella version. Blah. Uh, <laughs> and the 1992 <sighs> Gary Oldman version directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Blah. Blah. Pretty much. Wait, no, no. We're giving it away. Yeah, we're giving it away. We might like that oh, movie. Oh, yes. That might be our favorite of the three. <laughs> it might. It could. You don't know. You don't know because you don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Just a couple things about Dracula, the character. I mean, the show. Who is he? What does he do? Where is Who he is from? This? What's the deal with this Dracula guy? I don't know. What don't is know. the deal? Well, for one thing, he is the most portrayed literary character in film with over 270 films. Bite me, Godzilla. Yeah. The You see, I thought it was actually Sherlock Holmes. But Sherlock Holmes hmm. is the most portrayed human character. Ah. He's still only around 250. Although, who knows, by now it's probably even higher. Basically, it's a lot. Sherlock! <laughs> Dracula's based, of course, on the character from the 1897 novel by Abraham Bram Stoker. Uh, Dracula was not the first vampire story. He wasn't? He was not. First one, at least, that is known of was by an Italian chappie who they just call Polidori. Uh-huh. In 1819, it was called the Vampire. Vampire. It's vampire with a Y. Vampire. Yeah, vampire. Mm. Which was apparently inspired by the life and legend of Lord Byron. Ah. Yes, who was well known for biting people and drinking their blood, of course. Blah, everyone, blah. <laughs> uh, there were others, like there was a Penny Dreadful called... Varney the Vampire in 1847. It was not a children's book, despite the way it sounds. Wait, Varney, Varney, Jim Varney? <laughs> no, no, Varney the... I bite you, you bite me, we bite all your family. Anyway. No. And Sheridan Le Fanu's Carmilla, which is a story of a lesbian vampire in 1872. Oh, no, wait, 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 Max. Everybody yeah. knows there were no lesbians in 1872. <laughs> That's right. They hadn't. Inv- they didn't get invented until 1951. That's true. <laughs> I read it in a book. Yep. Uh, there's so... M- I'm not even going to bother. There is so much to say about the character of Dracula. He's probably one of the... He's one of the best-known literary characters. He's very tall. He's very tall. <laughs> And uh, we're going to start off with t- by talking about the 1931 uh, production of Dracula, 
Privy, so. hast thou trivia? I have much trivia. I'm going to try to keep it light because we've got three movies, three movies to get through, and there is a ton. Three. Ah, oh. Uh, oh, yes. Ah, 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 ah. Three movies. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. All right, yeah, we have yeah, enough yeah, of that. Yeah. Right, so Dracula, 1921. Dracula. Now, one of the things, this is actually a legend that people talk about. This is not true. When Bela Lugosi died in 1956, under the care of his good friend Ed Wood, help me, Eddie. He was wearing one of his many. He was buried wearing one of his many black silk capes, but not the one he wore in Dracula. What? Yeah, I didn't know this. I always assumed it was, but apparently that one was put on auction by his son, who had the unfortunate name of Bela Lugosi Jr. <laughs> Yeah, this kid had no trouble growing up. <laughs> okay. In 2011, the starting bid was set at $1.2 million. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it failed to sell. What? Oh. Yeah, so the cape is believed to be in the son's possession. It hasn't been confirmed. There's a persi persisting but untrue rumor that it was Lugosi's dying wish to be buried like that. But in fact, it was decided by his son and uh, his son's mother, Lugosi's ex-wife, Lillian Arch. Oh, uh, the, ah. Similar to the movie Frankenstein, which came out the same year, 1931, the original release had an epilogue with uh, Edward Van Sloan talking to the audience about what they had just seen. Oh. This was removed for the 1936 re-release and is now believed to be lost. Oh. Yeah. I wonder what he said. I don't know. Oh, by the way, that's not real. It's, You're fine. There's no vampires. Go mm -hmm. home. It's okay. Why are you still here? It's over. For some reason, even though he lived for 67 years after the film was released... David Manners, the guy who plays Jonathan Harker, mm -hmm. he claimed he never watched it. Okay. Not once. Hmm. When she died in on June 12, 2014, at the age of 104, Carla Lemel was the last surviving cast member of the film. Was she the wife of the director? No. Oh, she no, she couldn't have been his wife because if she has uh, the first line of the movie. You remember who that is? Mm, no. She played the the ungainly teenage girl in the coach oh. with uh, Renfield, oh. who's reading the history of Transylvania aloud. And she, this is true. She rightly claimed this, and it, she's right. She was the first woman in talking pictures to have the first line of dialogue in a horror film. Well, Lamo, so Carl Lamo was the director. Yeah, I wonder I if it was she, his daughter. I think it was, actually. Uh, mm, mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And those huge, expansive sets built for the Transylvania Castle and the Carfax Abbey sequences, they remained standing after filming was completed, and Universal used them for all these other movies for like 10 years. It wasn't even longer than that? Well, they say a decade. Oh, okay. Okay. That's pretty much... There's there's so much more, but yeah. that's, that's, let's stop there. We got, we got three movies to do. Yep. Three. Count them three. For the price of one, you mm. don't pay extra. Mm-mm. Because we, we love you that much. That much. The Lowdown. So, yeah. Mm. Um, the first thing I noticed when the, the credits came up, yeah. um, it said, based on the play. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So the, apparently this was the better known version. Like, they'd made there was a stage play and it was quite successful in a lot of early 
films, whether they were silent or talkies, mm. uh, actually were done and shot like plays. Very much like this one was shot like a play. Yeah, and that's why so many of the actors act like stage actors. All the gestures are really exaggerated, the facial expressions. Because that's, that's how people thought you acted. Yeah, and which makes sense in a way because this movie and the original book bear a little resemblance so, to each other. There's some of the same uh, names. Well, the first thing we find out is like the Jonathan Harker character yeah. is actually Renfield. Yeah, and in this. Yeah, it was very confusing. I'd read the book, so it was very confusing. But um, yeah, this, uh, you know, 1931, mm-hmm. four years after Talkies. So uh, one of the things I couldn't help but notice is there's no soundtrack. They hadn't done no. that yet. There's, there's like, an opening music. Yep, which is from, I think, Think, oh, I do know what it's from. Yeah, you do. You're gonna uh, kick it. It's Swan Lake. Swan, okay, Swan yep. Lake, and that's it. Yep. And then it goes away, and there's no music for the rest of the film. Just people knocking into things, and you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. I, I will say, I think worked really well. I don't. I think uh, sound. I think music in the background. I don't. I, I think it uh, would have suffered from that. Hmm. You don't think so? Well. Hmm. So I mean, the thing is, is that. All right. So uh, here's a word to the uh, to the young. Um, this is not a fast-moving, action-packed film. No, but it's also very short. Yeah, it's, it's an like, hour and fourteen minutes, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, and it's very much, it's very melodramatic. Oh, there's, yeah. there's a lot of, you know, I can't, you can't see me going like this or like that. <laughs> oh my God, Mike, <laughs> that's filthy. Oh, uh, by the way, Max can see me do yeah. that because we're actually in the same room again. It's yep. one of those episodes. Yes, it is. Yep, we're sitting here up to our knees in Jello and stark naked. Uh well I ate my Jello, I was hungry <gasps> I was hungry it's and it's the it's red kind. Going to take so long to make another. Uh, oh, I like okay, it. no, no, oh. never mind, never mind. Didn't I can't even wh- look at you like this. <laughs> you have any more whipped cream? Here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. You're not supposed to breathe it, yeah, dude. Well, why are you spraying it down my airway anyway? <laughs> um. The, one of the things they also talk about early on is that it's Valpurgisnacht, which mm-hmm. is, uh, if nobody knows, uh, it's, that's a, a, a certain night. In the the Witch's Sabbath, basically. Right. But it's also, if you've seen Fantasia, it's mm. when uh, the uh, Night on Bald Mountain thing is supposed well, to Chernabog is up there with his great big wings. Oh, Chernabog. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, mm. so uh, I was lucky because, I don't know how you saw it, but I, I rented it online. And it was a beautiful print. So beautiful, I'm like, did it ever look this good? It was really nice. They, re- they they restored it not that long ago to it, just pristine. It's beautiful. It's yeah. a gorgeous thing. It's funny. We're talking about the melodramatic acting. Oh boy! Oddly enough, I think Bella Lugosi is the most restrained <laughs> performance in it. When and he's supposed to be the Inhuman monster. Yeah. But he, whatever else you want to say, Bella Lugosi was a rather sad story. The guy didn't yeah. had a terrible career. He was a drug addict. Yeah. He you know lived well, alone most of his life. One of the big problems is this was his role. Yeah. And he did it on stage. Mm-hmm. He is Hungarian. He's also uh, I, this is getting a little bit ahead. Of the three films we're watching, or we watched for the show, mm-hmm. and of the three actors who play Dracula, his is the only thing even remotely close to the proper accent because he's actually from that part of the world. He claimed to be from Transylvania. He was Hungarian. Yeah, he wasn't. He was. And he from, was double jointed. <laughs> he was relatively near Transylvania. But yeah, um, and Transylvania he, adjacent. He was a very well known. Hungarian stage actor, mm-hmm. and this was the, the the role that actually propelled him into stardom. But yeah. he never really got out of it no. either. He was he was Dracula his whole life, and he tried to capitalize on that. But between his drinking, I mean, God, 
by the end, he was drinking peraldehyde. Yeah. He, mm. Ordinary alcohol couldn't do it. For Lime him. flavored. <laughs> it, it's very, if you want to get a, a fairly straight, a straight, fairly accurate, a very sad vision of his later life, you ought to watch the movie Ed Wood. Yeah. 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 Apparently, what is Martin it? Lando does an amazing job. As was Bella there also morphine involved, I thought? Yes, he yeah. was later, he was a heroin addict. Heroin, that's more, right. He graduated Ooh, Yummy heroin. heroin. Yeah. Um, but he has such presence yeah. in this movie. He has... You know, they do a, a thing wherever he's using his vampire mind stuff where they do a close-up of his eyes and they do a little trick with the light. Yeah. You don't need the light. His no. eyes are so intense and he can do this great stare. And let's face it, between the book itself, which then begat the stage play at mm. some point, and Bella Lugosi, those two things have written the entire mythology of modern vampires. That's it. Whenever actors are doing Dracula, they're doing Bella. To a degree. Well, well in the I, second film, not so much. Yeah, no, that changed. That changed a lot. Now, we'll talk about and that. And we won't talk about those books. Those books would never <laughs> happen. Not vampires. And I'm not even going to say their names. Sparkly, sparkly. Stop it. Stop it. Stop sparkling. Twinkle, twinkle. No. <laughs> Besides, I'm uh, Team Jacob. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to say... One of my favorite things in that movie is Renfield laughing. <laughs> it is so memorable. There is this goofy-ass 70s comedy, Love at First Bite. Oh, did you ever see that? I did. It's George Hamilton, yes. isn't it? Yeah. It's George Hamilton, the tannest man alive, <laughs> playing Count Don't Dracula. get out much. And... He The best thing in it is Artie Johnson is doing his, his Renfield. That's what it was. And he... He he does the exact same laugh. He has yeah. very, he has said he modeled the laugh on the on the one that Renfield did, and actually he does it better. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you know th this is very early um, filmmaking. And watching this, I really had to sit back and go, okay, we need to take this in context. Mm -hmm. We can't just watch it like it's any other modern film because a lot of films language hadn't been developed yet. Um, you can tell it's a stage play. A lot of times between scenes, like literally the lights dim yeah. and then they come back up. We're not doing any kind of fade or anything. No it's literally like nothing. No. So I really had to, to try and take this film as it was originally made. Um, that being said, some of the effects aren't very effective. Oh boy, the bats. Oh, the bat. Yeah, I've got a note on the bats. It's like, oh. You can barely okay. see that string. For any of us who have ever seen like, oh, I don't know, Gilligan's Island when <laughs> When they're supposed to be, it is literally a rubber bat and yeah. a string. And unfortunately, when they cleaned up the print, they cleaned it up a little too good. And there's yeah. a couple of scenes where you can actually see the thread. Literally. And I'm sorry, bats don't hover. No, they just bats don't. are not hovering creatures. Um, one of the things that I thought was weird in the beginning of the film, they mm -hmm. show um, various beings coming out of coffins and stuff, and one of them is a bee. And the weirdest part about it is it's coming out of a B-sized coffin. Yeah. And I really couldn't figure out what was going on with that. The one that surprised me was there's also possums. Yeah. Oh, and armadillos that, later on. The possums, though, I found out why. There's okay. actually a reason for that. Okay. Possums, they, were, they often uh, were found in graveyards. And um. there was this, un, this inaccurate... But belief that possums would burrow into coffins and eat the corpses. Yeah, well, we have a slight problem. Mm -hmm. No possums in Transylvania. <laughs> um, that's an American critter. It's the only marsupial yeah, yeah. that lives in the North America. 
Uh, armadillos, yeah, no, not, not so well much. known in Transylvania. Not, not, not so much. <laughs> I think honestly, what they said was, "Hey, most people are not familiar with these weird-looking animals. Yeah. We'll throw them in." Right, possibly, so, but yeah. And um, one of the lines that you hear in all three movies is the lead, the famous one where either someone offers him a drink or he is yeah. serving Renfield. And he all says, three films, all of them. I I do not drink wine, or I, excuse me, I never drink. Wine, yeah, and in this, the pause is fairly noticeable. I just we're jumping ahead a little. Yep. The Frank Langella, he just glosses over this. It's just a hint. Yeah, like I never drink wine. Just oh, you could miss it. And sadly, Gary. Yeah, Gary. All right, we'll get to Gary. Yeah. I love Gary. I really do. Yeah. But yeah. I never drink. Pause. Extended. Wine. <laughs> he yeah. practically turns to the camera. Get it? <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the other things that did not work for me, and, you know, okay, so I don't know what kind of machine they used back then to mm-hmm. spray spider webs over everything, but, you know, everything's coated, coated in cobwebs the way nothing ever is. Yeah. But there is one scene in particular where uh, I think it's when, I don't, see, I get confused because it should be Lucy, but I think it's actually Mina in the first film, mm-hmm. comes in and we have this overhead shot of this giant uh, spider web, yeah. and there you can hear... <laughs> so the wind-up spider that has been put on. It's like... Diggity-diggity. This I, is used... That same shot is used in uh, the second movie, too. It's the idea of she's entering Dracula's home, or his at least his where he's living currently, and it's shot through a giant spider web, and a spider is approaching. You know, very obvious symbolism. She's the prey entering yeah. the spider's web. You and, of course, that. its legs aren't touching anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty goofy. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, that, and the... the wit- we're going to have to uh, wrap this one up soon because yeah, we don't have a lot of time. But one of the things that, does, first of all, visually, I think this film is beautiful. It's a great use of the black and white. There's a great use of light and shadow. It's really worth seeing. It's, and it is end, a classic film. It, it, the ending is really disappointing. Yes. It's really anticlimactic. You don't even see them stake Dracula. No. It's, but, you know, it's 1931. Yeah. You didn't see anything. I didn't mind some of that because, quite honestly, like you never really see that him bite someone. No, you see him descend because that's really hard to do without looking dopey. Yeah. Did you ever see the original film Nosferatu? Uh, yeah, I did. So you know the, the history behind Nosferatu and why it's called Nosferatu? Uh, yeah, they tried to get the rights to Dracula, and Bram Stoker's widow wouldn't give it to them. No, so they said we'll call it something else, yeah. and you can't sue us. Guess what? She did. Yeah, because uh, he, they called the guy the vampire Count Orlock. Right. Well, yeah, but. There is some amazing use of things like shadow mm-hmm. and scenery in that film, although there's also some very bad sets and backdrops. Yeah, the makeup but, is very odd. Um, they really were going for atmosphere. Yeah. There's no shock. In, I mean, at the time it may have been shocking. I don't know. But they were really going for atmosphere. And it's the this. same. It's, yeah, and then this one too. You mean, uh, wait, are you talking? 31. The, the, oh, yeah, the 31. Yeah. yeah. It is much more atmosphere. It's much more of tension rather than, there's no jump scares. No. There's very little in the way of special effects. Yeah. The one thing that really strikes me is the version of Van Helsing in that one. I think is creepier than Dracula. Because he is weird. Yeah, but not as weird as he yeah. can get. We'll yeah, talk we'll, to that. Yeah, we'll uh, get to that. The only one little plot thing, besides yeah. the fact that they played fast and loose with the actual story, which, mm-hmm. to be fair, again, they said it was based on the play, mm-hmm. um, is I kept wondering, how does Renfield keep getting out? Mm-hmm. Like, do they rock, locking him in a room with a rubber band? Yeah, he's uh, technically supposed to be a... A uh, patient in a sanitarium. Well, and also in this version, he takes Harker's place. 
So mm. they say, oh, he's he's going to go out and talk to Dracula and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like, no, but okay. Uh, anyway, that's that's yeah. just, you know, that's because it's based on this play. And it's obvious they wanted to keep it to a, a much shorter length because that's what movies were back yeah. then. Um, okay, so let's jump ahead about 40 years. To, yeah, to 19... Yeah, the, this is the oldest film we've dealt with. This is an 88-year-old film. Yeah. Um, and people are still watching it. And real quick before we go on, mm. this is a classic film. Yeah. If you've not seen it, again, grain of salt, it is slow. It is not actionful. There's no splody. Um, and it, it's, its visual language is very different. But all of the Universal Monster films come from that. Yeah. All right. So, that... 40, what, eight years later. Yep. The show. There we come. We come to Frank Langella's Dracula. And this also was based on a play. This was a different play. I mean, it was still obviously the same story play right. based on the book. But this was a hugely successful Broadway show in New York in the 70s. Oh, oh, that's what it was. Yes, okay. and Frank Langella starred in the stage version. I actually saw the Road Company show of that in 78. With what, Ruth, Ruth Buzzy no, and no, Jim it was, Neighbors? Uh, it was a French actor. <laughs> named, Golly, I'm Dracula! <laughs> it was a French actor named Jean Leclerc. Ah, uh, Leclerc. We but, always shoot Leclerc. <laughs> Are you going to do that every time we have a French actor? Uh, we. Oui. Uh, uh, and it was really cool because the sets were done by Edward Gorey. Oh, wow. And they were just really weird and... Everything was shades of black, white, and gray, except every scene had one item that was blood red. Oh. Be like a rose, a glass of wine. I never and, drink wine. wine. Now, yeah, Franklin, this was... Now, this came out close to, and I believe before, the play came out before, Interview with a Vampire, when Anne Rice... Basically, this and Anne Rice made people say, hey, vampires can be sexy. Yeah, one of my notes was, it's basically a bodice ripper. Yeah, in a lot of ways. he Even the way he dresses, he's wearing the linen shirt that's open at the chest. Yep. With the opera cape. Yep. Which, I'm sorry, which, okay. He's Frank friggin' Langella, and for those of you who don't know, or who've never seen, Frank Langella, in his prime, was gorgeous. He was a very handsome... The hair almost ruined it, I will say. Yeah. But... He this was this is Frank at his screen presence best. Now I like Frank as an actor. He was in mm. one of our earlier films, which was The Ninth Gate. Right. Um, and I like him there. He has a great voice. He wonderful does. voice. He has that wonderful um, curve. Then there was his other film he was in where his presence oh, well, well yeah. shall we Let's, say a little bit oh, lessened. Oh, um oh. Uh, it's uh, Master of the Universe. Yeah. And he played the Skeletor. Skeletor. Yeah, so he man. I, I <laughs> hope they Backed a moving van full of money up to his house. So I hope it paid for a villa somewhere. I don't, Frank, we forgive you. I guess. It's been a long time. We but, forgive you. All right, you, Frank. so I, I knew this film had happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, wait. You have trivia for this? I got trivia. Yeah. Uh, Langella, like Lugosi, he never wore fangs for the role of Dracula. I don't think they ever even show, do they? No. No. And he said that he considers that a compliment because when he, fans of the movie will, will tell him, wow, your fangs were really scary. Like I, I didn't wear any. I never wear. Thanks, uh, Donald Pleasance. Ah, uh, Donald Pleasance. Yeah, poor old Donald Pleasance. Who... Oh, po I'm sorry, poor old Donald Pleasance. Poor us, yeah, Pew Maimon. Maimon. One of those. What's that other? Oh, Warrior of the Wasteland. Yeah. Donald Pleasance will basically do any movie, but he's probably most famous for Halloween. I don't know. I always thought he was really famous mm -hmm. for being in uh, Great Escape. Okay, he was. Yep. 
He's been in some great movies. And he's he, been in some really awful movies. He can be a really decent actor. I wouldn't say great, but I could say he's a very decent actor. You're, but according to the DVD commentary, uh, Don, he was also a props actor, and he knew the movie game. So he was used props like a handkerchief or eating sweets out of a bag or handing op, handling objects. So his scenes would be difficult to edit due to continuity issues. Ah. Yeah, so... You he, can't cut me out. I have fried chicken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Initially, by the way, he was offered the role of Abraham Van Helsing. Ah. But he said it was... He rejected it. He said it was too similar to his role in Halloween. Ah. Instead, they gave it to... As they gave it to... Now, here is, here is the difficulty Mike and I have. <laughs> I can sit... They gave it... To Sir Lawrence Olivier. He means Larry Olivier, the famous Irish actor. (laughs) Lawrence Olivier, regardless of what this uncultured baboon I'm working with thinks. (laughs) Wasn't Clash of the Titans right after this? I think he was in that. He is probably one of the greatest actors of the 20th century. Not in this. He did a lot of terrible movies. Such as this. Yes, such as almost all of them, really, except maybe for Marathon Man. Okay. But I can tell you exactly why. Lawrence Olivier hated cinema. He thought movies were terrible. He thought they were stupid. He thought they were lowbrow. He thought they were they appealed to the lowest common denominator. And he said very plainly, I'm do, I do movies for the money so I can do real theater. I bet you that's where Michael Caine learned that. Maybe. And good for him. Yeah. Michael Caine, is, uh, he's got a great breadth. He's been in some real crap, and uh, he's been in some great films. Yep. Uh, what was it, Jaws 3? I think. No, no he was in Jaws 4. 4, uh, okay. The yeah. Revenge. Yeah. Uh, but he's also played Alfred in the Batman films, and he was in, uh, what was the... the um, Anna and Her Sisters, he was up for an Academy Award. What was the Agatha there? Christie film he was in? Uh, was uh, it Mouse? Uh, Not Mouse Oh, trap. no, Death Trap. Death Trap, Death yep. Trap, yeah. I mean, Michael with, Caine's a lot of fun. With, with Laurence Olivier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's in this. He was also, Laurence Olivier, by the way, was seriously ill during the making of this movie. Does that explain his performance? Some of the cast and crew wondered if he'd be able to complete it. And uh, oddly enough, working on a vampire movie, he had a disease that caused him to bleed incessantly the slightest nick or scratch. Yeah, he was temporarily hemophiliac. Oh. Yeah. Huh. I don't remember him bleeding in the movie. No, they were careful about that. Ah. For some reason, I still don't get this, in the movie they... They uh, invert the names Mina and Lucy. They reverse yeah. the the characters, in effect. Yeah, I couldn't figure that either. It was very confusing. Yeah, me, you know, Lucy is supposed to be the friend. Mina is the fiance of Jonathan Harker, and this sits the other way around. Don't know why. Yeah, don't know why. Um, again, there's a ton of other stuff, but we'll leave it alone. The lowdown. Hey, John Williams. Yes, the music in this is by John Williams. I was surprised. Yeah. Did not know he'd done this. Didn't I don't think this is one of the, the uh, scores that people know him most for. There's some other film he did a couple oh. of years earlier that was a little bit more popular, I think. Maybe Sorry, there was why. one other line, and this was something that Langella uh, said about Dracula and the way he played him. Uh, I don't play him as a hair-raising ghoul. He is a nobleman, an elegant man with a very difficult problem. He has a, no accent? A man with a unique <laughs> and distinctive social problem. He has to have blood to live and he is immortal. So he's got a social disease. Okay. <laughs> I think it's because he has a lack of accent. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't care for that part. He didn't even he didn't try. If he couldn't do it, okay. But mm. Dracula's supposed to come from a certain part of the world. Yeah. And if you just play him like he's from New Jersey, I, well, thankfully <laughs> it wasn't Jersey. that. I'm Dracula, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, I want to say that forty eight years along, 
Uh, special effects weren't really any more special. The boat scenes in particular uh, felt just like they colorized the boat scenes the, from the 31. The bats look a little It's better. a real bat. Oh, it was? It was an actual okay. real bat. And they managed to shoot it so that, well, it never hovers, for one thing. But I thought it was nice to have an actual bat, which they must do. It was, however, like a an insect or a fruit bat uh, eating yeah. that. It's like a, a they bat. always use that in the movies. Vampire bats, which are real. Have you seen them? They're like the size of your hand. They're tiny little creatures. Oh no, some of them are quite large. Really? Yeah, they're like... The fruit bats were uh, the big ones. Yeah, the, well, there's some of them, but there's there's some decent sized vampire. Like, you wouldn't mm-hmm. want it flying into your hair. Ah, okay. Um, I, I want to say, one of, one of the notes I had was, this was the worst sanatorium ever. <laughs> it is a giant room that they throw crazy people yeah, into. It's basically it. bedlam. <laughs> yeah, it's and, awful. Yeah, but oddly, without enough, the beds. oddly enough, it's more accurate than the other one. Really? Yeah. Early mental institutions were little better than prisons. But like, the, but the, they weren't even cells. They're just all in one big room, wandering yeah. around, able to do whatever they There was this woman with a baby. And it's like, oh, here, take my baby. Oh, take my baby. And it's like, uh, why does she have that? Yeah, they were just that horrible. This was this particular one, by the way, is not set in the 19th century, the way the book and the first movie are. This is set in 1913. No, because they have to have a scene later in the film where it's Dracula versus Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> Yes, there is a car chase. Yes, there is, and it's um, it's it's kind, great, kind of silly. Yes, yeah. and also there are several other odd, you know, there's more modern things. For example, Van Helsing sets up blood transfusion for yeah for Mina. I had a big question about that. So, yeah. um, did they bother trying to test for type? Because <laughs> uh, he he says at one point, "Let us pray that one of us is her type." But they put three people's yeah, blood into her. Two. He says it took two men. I thought it, oh, no, she's blood of three men. Oh, is he three? Ah, uh, yeah. I it was and I was just like, because I think anyway. he's one of them. But anyway, it's just like. Yeah, it's like, uh, apparently they all have the same blood type. Uh, I was very lucky. No. Hey, come on. They had just figured out blood typing about 10 years before, like in 1901. Uh, but it's just like, you don't just say, she needs a blood transfusion. Well, I'll give her anybody's. It'll be fine. Because yeah, that's not, yeah. I think you can die from that. Oh, you absolutely can die from yeah. that. So there you go. However, if all uh, else fails, laudanum, laudanum for everyone. Lots of laudanum. Mm. Boy, there's a lot of laudanum. Cherry flavored laudanum. Mm, mm-hmm. Delicious laudanum. I got to say, Lucy in this, the Mina, the character who, no, it's, I guess it's Mina. Uh, seems to have the common sense of a garden snail. Yeah, Because well. she's like, oh, looks out the window and like, oh, look, there's a shipwreck. I will run out in the cold air in my <laughs> nighty night- with no shoes. Oh, look, a giant wolf. I will investigate. Oh, a sail of pennies. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, wow, you do, not have, you do not know what you are doing, lady. Yeah, I had questions too. Like, why would anybody build that Carfax Abbey? Because it's like, Oh, you know, an Abbey, I think what that needs is demons and dragons and... It's like, no, nobody would live here or go here. An Abbey's supposed to be for nuns. I have been there. Carfax Abbey is one grim-looking structure. But this thing had this giant demon for a fireplace. That's true, and and over the doorway is a huge bat head. I'm pretty sure they added that. No, no. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there was one scene, too, that I was just like, what is going on here? So they, they bury... Uh, I who was it? In the, it was supposed to be Lucy. Yeah, supposed to be Mina. was Mina. Gets who is buried. Also, the daughter of Van Helsing, which makes no sense. I don't know where. At that first, came I from. thought they introduced her as Mina Van Helsing. Yeah. I thought, oh, maybe she's going to play the Van Helsing yeah. part. And then they're like, "No, we're not going to do that." Um, so she gets buried, and they're like, "Oh, we must dig her up. Where could she be?" I know. We'll ask the magic vampire detecting oh, horse. Yeah, that part. Just, <laughs> I've never seen that in any of the vampire lore. There's a horse. It's true. 
Yeah, literally they... the horse is like it's sniffing around and it starts pawing the grave. It's this one, guys. Oh, over here, Wilbur. Over. I'm pretty sure the vampire's down here. I was I, I could not understand why that know. was they, there. They must have had a bulk raid on the horse. I I don't know. But my thought was, hey guys, it's probably that big mound right there. Yeah, you know, the one with be. the fresh earth on it. Okay, whatever. And, and again, Doctor Seward. Who is uh, Lucy in this case? His father, right? Venus, the one played by Donald Pleasance, is exa- is very much like the one in the Lugosi, in that he is this genial idiot. Yeah, it's like you know, I, I you look at him and go, he's trusted with the mental health of the ill. Yeah, mostly I mean, all he does is eat. He actually has, sad, yeah, I know, and it's still funny. <laughs> uh, he still has one uh, one more redeeming feature than the the next uh, Doctor Sue we'll talk well, about, yeah. which is yeah, we'll and get he there. He does act. I mean, he does. Save Van Helsing from from uh, Mina when yeah. she's become a vampire. I would like to point out, by the way, when I first saw this movie, uh, and it was like a year or so after it came out. Oh, how old were you? Uh, no, I was a teenager okay. at least. Uh, yeah, my name is Max, and I'm going to go see a movie. Well, I hope it's not too scary. Oh my! Most of it, I was fine until the scene where they're going after the vampire version of Mina, and they and Van Helsing finds her in the tunnels under the graveyard. Because that's where you put your graveyard. The mines. Right below where the peacocks make with their noisy love making. (laughs) And she shows up and he's looking for her and she shows up and she looks horrible. She looks undead and she's speaking in this little girl voice in German. Papa. That scared the living crap out of me. Oh my. I had nightmares for a week. There's a few things that actually work very well here. There's actually some really lovely scenic shots. um, Mm. And it... I don't know if they actually are Britain, but they could because it's cloudy all the time, which we've been there. It is. Yeah. Um, but there's also a couple of transitions. Like there's one point where Dracula is leaping through a window, but he comes out the other side as a wolf. Yeah, that was And they cool. timed it perfectly and it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other things that don't work are things like there's one point where they set the bat on fire yep. and <laughs> the bat is flying yes. around with burning wings and it's not real yeah there's also there's a famous scene that it's in, i don't think yeah it is in the book where dracula is confronted with a mirror and breaks it yeah now in the book and in the first movie it's a small right. hand mirror that he just sort of pretends to accidentally knock aside and he right. makes that line about mirrors are the symbol of man's vanity in this there is a huge over the fireplace full room mirror that he seizes a vase and intentionally smashes and then goes, oh, forgive me. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's the most suspicious thing I've ever seen, Mr. I'm not a vampire. Yeah, nope, uh, I'm not a vampire. <laughs> um, speaking of vampire, what did you think of Frank, Frank Langella's take? Uh, I liked it, actually. I think he had that same kind of arrogance, the idea of uh, I am the superior life form. He says, I'm a king of my kind. See, the, a couple of things. I mean, again, he had no accent, which is... That didn't bother uh, me. It, it did to me, because it's like, this is a particular character from a particular place. There should be something. Mm. But the other thing I didn't like is he felt too alive. Oh. I didn't get the feeling of him either suffering or him really showing any signs of being dead or undead. Hmm. He just felt like... I'm Dracula, and I'm wandering around. And it's... Oh, I, I like the fact that he made no noise when he walked. Well, and the way people just reacted to him, I thought uh, that was done nicely. But he's definitely, he's not as inhuman. No. This is much more clearly trying to make him both a sympathetic character and a sort oh, of and, love and sexy. Interest. Yeah. Make him very sexy. There is an actual, well, a 70s sex scene 
with him and Lucy. Yeah. Which is a lot of weird psychedelic red light. Yeah. And I admit it's very hard to it's, take seriously because at one point they superimpose a bat hovering over them. Yeah, you know what they're using? It's called a laser beam. Oh, is uh, that yeah, it? it's smoking a laser. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Um, I will say he has the cape, the hair. Um, and he it looks great. He does look great. Um, and actually, I was wondering if this didn't have either anything to do with or was not influenced, because I don't know the timeline, of the resurgence and uh, uh, of popularity of Phantom of the Opera, because when they made it into a musical. Oh, that was later. That was, was it much later. Because it felt the same sort of way. It's like, let's take this old story and change the character, make him more sympathetic mm-hmm. and make him more... And he was... I wouldn't say that he was sympathetic, but he was definitely meant to be... Yeah, he was meant to be numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. The Phantom of the Opera thing, I don't know. It just yeah. felt like they were... It was the same sort of idea, that, but not... Like, they weren't copying. It's just sort of like, hey, let's do this new take on this old character in sort of the same way. Um, I didn't understand the weird solar footage at the end of the film. It's like yeah. suddenly we cut to, I don't know, NASA's footage, close-up of the sun. Yeah, and this very the, strange. It was, that was really weird. There's a lot of weird, um, weird camera. It's very 70s. There was a really cool cameo at the end of the film. I don't know if you caught it. Mm, probably um, not. Yeah, it was the flying cape from the day the Earth froze. It was not. <laughs> That was not what's her name's case, damn it. Uh, I, you know, and I, uh, yes, a woman. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't. So the ending of the film yeah. uh, is dumb because yeah. we've got Van Helsing pinned to the wall with a sword or a spear. No, it's, a, it's a wooden, like, lance. Almost. Whatever. But it's like he is pinned and he's not quite. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm, he's not dead yet. He's an old man. He has been impaled through the chest hard enough to pin him to a ship's wall. And he reaches up and grabs a hook and throws it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a hook that's dangling from a rope and a pulley. And he throws it at Drac and it magically gets caught in his cape. Or sticks in his back. We're not clear. And, well, he couldn't have thrown it hard yeah. enough. Whatever. Anyway, he's reaching back furiously to try to get rid of it. And luckily, um, Harker. Yeah. Reaches over, pulls the lever, and yanks Dracula up into yep. the sunlight. Yeah, fortunately, this hook was attached to a winch that uh, pulled and, up through the cargo doors. And it was weighted, so it yeah. was automatic. And he's struggling you know, madly in the sunlight and starting to burn and everything. Uh, and we're like, yay, Dracula's dead. And then his cape flies off into the sunrise. Yeah, and Mina, who is now, <laughs> or Lucy, whichever one, Lucy. Whatever. Mina, who is now Lucy. No, Mina, who ba- or Lucy, who is basically now... They've made it very clear. It's not just that she's under his control. She's fallen in love with him. Right. And she sort of looks up at the cape and smiles because we're supposed to believe that he has infused his spirit into this cape. I guess. I, I mean, don't what know. What is it, yeah, a sequel beg? I, I don't, don't even know. I don't know. Because I can tell you right now that's not in the play. In the play, he dies. Right. It's very clear. They actually stake the guy on the stage. It's I think really only, disturbing. I think in every version he dies, even when they bring him back for Dracula and the Mummy and the Wolfman yeah. versus Lu- Abbott Costello. Abbot Costello meet Jerry Lewis yeah. or whatever, that they show him, he's like, I think he's a carnival attraction. They show the skeleton in the coffin yeah. with the stake, and what happens is somebody pulls the stake out or and he comes back. Or someone bleeds on him. Yeah, or yeah. something. Somehow. But but yeah, and it's just like, really? So the magic was in the cape, huh? Well, um, yeah. Okay. It, it, it doesn't work well. Also, the char- the Renfield character in this, who I kind of liked, yeah, except he's really not useful. He doesn't he doesn't do anything. He's, no, he, he has he, a, no. Well, he's slightly more useful than the next film. Well, yeah, yeah but <laughs> although again, they have the same dialogue about how he wants you know, he he eats bugs because 
that's how he absorbs life. You know, right. he's not quite a vampire. He's a he's a Renfield. So he he, he doesn't get large lives. Is that an occupation? Yeah, oh yeah, occupation Renfield. Mm-hmm. All right. I do like when the guard has found his jar of bugs and he's going, "Give me that back." Besides, I got one you didn't find, and then yeah. pops a cockroach mm-hmm. in his mouth. Yeah, and yeah. It's so, okay. This one, uh, I there are elements I like a lot. I like Frank Langella. Um, Again, I, I just wanted a little bit more otherworldliness about him. I could see that. In this, he really is more like a misunderstood nobleman. It's not so much the the spawn of the devil, which no. is what he's really supposed to be. But he's got great presence. He has amazing and presence. Great voice. Yep. And, and the hair and the cape. And the cape. He's very, he's very cool. Yeah, I don't think it works as well. It's... Uh, now when it, I, the ones, I didn't see it when it came out, but it was a big deal when it came out. Yeah. Did you happen to see if it made money? Uh, I didn't, but okay. I believe it did make some money. Um, it it was very influential. I mean, in the cinemas, people were flocking to it. It was it was a well known cultural phenomenon, and I want to say that it probably is a turning point for I the campfire so. and vampires in general. I argue. I, I think that's a good argument. Regardless. Sometimes in very bad yeah, ways, but it made the van the idea of the vampire sexy. Not before that, you had you know, Christopher Lee and all those other guys. They had presence, and right. Dracula was always. Like oddly mesmerizing, but he wasn't, you know, date bait. Yeah. And now, and now, vampires got kind of hot. And I think he was also meant to look to be a little bit more of a tragic character than mm-hmm. he had been. Yeah. He hadn't come on full on tragic sparkle, sparkle, yeah. but he was headed there. Um, so I think it's worth seeing. Yeah, it's it's a it's a product of its time, yeah. but it was better than I was expecting yeah. it to be. The show. Speaking of tragic. <laughs> So we shoot again. What were we uh, shooting up? Twenty years? Yeah. No, not even. It was not even. It was nineteen ninety two. Oh boy! Now, then we come to Bram Stoker's Dracula. That is the actual title. It is and not why Dracula. is that, Max? Uh, that's actually interesting. Now, according to Coppola himself, uh, he said that he included it because he had a tradition of putting the authors' names in the titles of his movies. He had, right. It's true. Mario Puzo's The Godfather. Right. John Grisham's The Rainmaker. Doctor Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham. Uh, yeah. <laughs> However. Um, others have claimed, probably more accurately, that they included the title to avoid legal action from Universal Studios, who own the rights to the title Dracula. And this was not a Universal Studios movie. Which is interesting, because I think it's more than safe to say that by now, Dracula is in the public domain. And probably, let's see, I don't know when Bram Stoker died, but the copyright laws kept changing. Yeah. And he would have. I think that the the book would have been in uh, public domain before they had changed the laws. So, but whatever. Now, I think that's probably likely too. Francis Ford Coppola. Let me just say, first of all, he is a little like the Richard Burton in the sort of the pretty little girl with the pretty little gir- curl right in the middle of his forehead. When he is good, he is very very good, and when he is bad, he is horrid. Oh, I thought you were going to say when he's like Richard Burton, like in uh, um, The Exorcist too. Uh, Evil. No. Coppola isn't an actor. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman, who plays Dracula, oh, he, Gary. he hired a singing coach to help him lower his voice by an entire octave to give Dracula a more sinister quality. Which, quite honestly, to me, makes it sound like he has a throat problem. I didn't mind that so much, but all right. So I'm gonna right now before yeah. we go any further. I love Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is awesome. He is my favorite current actual capital wow. A actor. Mm-hmm. His range is astounding. I love watching him because you never know what he's going to be. He disappears into his role. And then there's this. Please continue. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, an odd, I thought an interesting thing. Now you know, in this, there's this is a as they say, star-studded cast. It is. Van Helsing is played by oh, Anthony Hop, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Okay, so, yeah. Who is again one of the greatest living actors? Sometimes in, in this, you could well in this. Quite honestly, <laughs> he had that sort of. Um, Ian McDermott as the Emperor Palpatine sort of okay I know this is crap but I'm going to chew the hell out of every piece of scenery I get near. I think the word you had in mind was Dracul! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's still when he's grabbing Quincy and sort of humping his leg. I don't he, okay one of my notes was he is creepier than any other Van Helsing and yeah. he's a total loon. He is. He. I don't know why anyone in this movie listens to him no. because every time he talks he sounds ins- anyway we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Harker is played by that consummate thespian, oh, Keanu Reeves. Because uh, when you want somebody British, you go right for. Okay, I want. All right, I want to stop right now. Yeah. From every report that I have heard, mm. Keanu Reeves is a really nice guy. He is supposed to be a really he, f- splendid fellow. He donates a lot of his money to people that make the movies that don't get paid well, mm-hmm. like special effects and stunts yep. people. Apparently, in, in person, he's a really nice guy. There's plenty of stories on the internet. It's like, hey, Keanu Reeves stopped one night and helped me change my tire. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves delivered we, my baby. We are not saying anything against him as a person. In this film. Wow. <laughs> Now, to be fair, he said himself, years after the movie came out, he was not happy with his work in it. Good. He also said he was exhausted from making several movies right on the heels of signing on, and he tried to raise the energy for the role, but he just didn't have anything left to give. And boy, does that show. (laughs) Man, um, there are two films that he is in that I really just cannot stand his performance. And in both of them, he is supposed to have a British accent. There is this and Much Ado About Nothing, which my mother described his performance as, he looks like he has the worst smelling mustache in the world. (laughs) Um, His performance is so wooden, you'd think he had Legionnaire's disease. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to make a dresser out of him. No, no. Again, you know, Keanu, I know you're listening. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Our biggest fan. Um, I, you know, kudos to you, but man, this is not your best work. No, this this is not something I would highlight on the old resume, there, dude. No. However, interestingly, uh, Mina and Harker, you know, Mina, who is played by the way by Winona Ryder, who, despite all of the jokes about her private life, yeah. I think is a very fine actor. Not in this. Well, no, <laughs> but she's done some good work, especially lately in Stranger Things. I think she's yeah. terrific. Yeah. Uh, like during Heather's. <laughs> yep. Actually, maybe the, the subtitle and for this film. Juice. Maybe maybe the subtitle for this film should have been Dracula. Not in this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Guess how we liked it. Mina and Harker's wedding was a reshoot. You know, they're married in a Greek Orthodox church. They yeah. did it in a Los Angeles <laughs> Greek Orthodox church. Oops. They filmed the entire ceremony with a genuine Orthodox minister and realized afterwards that Renona Ryder and Keanu Reeves had actually been married. <laughs> Yeah, at least in the eyes of the church. Yeah. Oops. Which, you know... I, Awkward. Yeah. they didn't. I'm sure they didn't have the actual marriage certificate, no, so they no, weren't sure legally they married, but... No, no, yeah. no. Uh, one interesting thing, at the very beginning of the movie, they at least stick a little to the story in the first for the first minute or two, <laughs> in that Jonathan Harker is the one who goes to Count Dracula's castle to present him with the deeds to the properties bought in England. Hey, to be fair, mm-hmm. for better or for worse, as far as I know, 
as film adaptations go of the book Dracula, this is as close as it gets. It actually does follow a lot of the points, even up to how Dracula is killed. And then, sort of. nope that that is how he's killed in the book. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's killed with a big knife by a cowboy. It is true. Yeah. Dracula is killed by a Bowie knife by a cowboy. Is it? Yep. Look it up, people. It's true. Anyway, of course. Should... Well, <laughs> he asks uh, Harker asks Count Dracula. Uh, he asked, um, sorry, he asked why Count Dracula has purchased his houses. He bought like a whole bunch of houses in England, which is never answered in the movie. The explanation in the book is that the 50 boxes of Transylvanian Earth were distributed throughout Dracula's houses surrounding London, so he'd have a lot of places to hide and regain his strength. Which makes sense. Uh, also, there is a, this is also, this movie has the three brides of Dracula, which the others don't. Right. A lot of the others don't do this. There's well, these three women who serve him. There were brides very briefly show up in Lugosi, They just show up and then disappear. But he says, he basically sort of, yeah, he gestures them yeah, away. Oh, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, now they had agreed, one of them, by the way, is Monica Bellucci. This, ah. Is this gorgeous Italian actress. Ah. Uh, she was in The Matrix. She was the Merovingian's wife. Ah. Yes, yes. They had agreed to appear nude in the movie. But everyone on the set was too timid to ask them to take their clothes off before the scene. Coppola asked his son, Roman, to do it. And uh, Roman didn't want to do it either, so he got another cast member to do it. Ah. And uh, Dracula's final kabuki dress. I know. You know what that's from? Yeah, Yeah. it's a Klimt painting. Yes, it is. It's called The Kiss. It's inspired by that. One other piece of trivia I just love. You know who they wanted to get to play Redfield? He was the first choice. Oh, I think I did see this. Steve Buscemi. Oh, I would much have rather have had him. Have a, he's made to play Renfield. Although, yeah. it's a very strange choice in this movie. Renfield is played by the brilliant <laughs> musician Tom Waits. Because... I um, don't know. You know, I think he was trying to pull a Chris Christopherson. That's the only thing I can think. He's like, I want to make this transition, so yeah. I want to eat bugs, and that'll give me those big, juicy rolls. Yeah, yeah. We saw how well that worked. So, this movie... The lowdown. Yeah. Oh Lord. Now wait, you may, you 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 didn't mention a couple of the other big uh, cameos we have here, because we have yeah. Mayflower from Hudson Hawk, Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant plays Doctor Seward, who, who in this also runs a bedlam-like asylum where all of the orderlies look like characters out of Silent Hill wearing iron cages on their heads. I wrote second worst sanatorium ever. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he himself is a morphine addict. Yeah, so there's that. Yikes. Uh, but the other, uh, you may not oh, have caught yes. this one, uh, did you? What, Carrie Elways? No! Carrie Elways is in this as one of Lucy, uh, yeah, Lucy's suitors. Well, and then there's Bill Campbell who was would later play the Rocketeer and unfortunately a character named Okana on a Rather terrible episode of Next Generation. Yeah. Um, No, there is a cameo, a very small part, by Dr. Shrinker. (laughs) What? I kid you not. The actor who played Dr. Shrinker on the Saturday morning TV show of the same name is, in fact, in this movie. (laughs) Who was he? Uh, Jay. I can't remember Jay's last name. I looked him up to make sure it was him, and it was him. It's just Dr. Shrinker. That's all I need to know. Okay. Um, So one of the weird things that they did with this is they... Well, okay. So there's a a prologue which does not exist anywhere in any play or book up until this point. They made it up. They made it... Oh, Vlad Tepish, blah, blah, blah. Uh, For whatever dumb reason... They decided, hey, we're going to have all three actors. Well, to be fair, Gary Oldman should be there. He's he's Count Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to have Winona Ryder as a looker-like. And she, she, she's going to be Elizabetta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to have Van Helsing playing a priest for one reason. But that's okay, because yeah. it's not... 
it's not just two characters that Anthony Hopkins gets to play. He gets to play three. Because mm-hmm. later on, when we have the ship scenes where they're going over the ocean, the captain reading his log is also uh, Anthony Hopkins yeah. for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. And this movie is bracketed by... They decided to add yet another plot thread, which is that Vlad Tepish, who, you know, a real historical character in the Carpathians, yep. Yep. blah, blah, blah. No, no, blah, blah, blah. Excuse me, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, because dopey-ass reasons, he's fighting the Turks, he beats the Turks, hooray for all the non-Turks. <laughs> and his beloved, Elisabetta, who is also played by Winona Ryder, and apparently in this, she's like the re- she's reincarnated in... Uh, Mina Harker. Okay. Or Mina Seward, excuse me. Uh, well, she eventually becomes Mina Harker. Right. Uh, <laughs> this is completely unnecessary. Mm. I don't know why it's there. There is this sequel where she, di- she dies for reasons. And stuff. Yeah, and he you know, ter- curses the church, stabs his sword into an enormous stone crucifix without breaking the blade somehow. And then it bleeds. Yeah, and then, it, yes, it bleeds, and he drinks the blood, and he screams. This was the other bit of trivia I liked. That's not Gary Oldman screaming. No. Yeah, you knew this one too? Yeah. Yeah, this was a guy called himself Lux Interior, the lead singer of the punk band The Cramps. <laughs> and they dubbed it in. I love I love that 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 was that it was a punk band singer who 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 does the scream. Behold the cross that bleeds. Yeah, something like I that. I am Kirok. I'm sorry, that was a way off. Yeah, base. way out of there. Yeah, they they had that whole thing cuz they wanted I guess to tie everything together for reasons that didn't really make sense. But again, having having Anthony Hopkins face there, yeah. just like uh, they're trying to make this like I guess this cycle through time or yeah, something. It's supposed to be the idea to cross his time and space and blah blah blah. No, no, blah blah. 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 <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> I can't. Uh yeah, I didn't get it's, that. Yeah. This movie is ridiculous. Yeah. It's so over the top. The costumes are absurd. Oh, I that was one of my notes. The, and the art design in general just makes no sense. We get to, to the, um, is it the Abbey or Drax? I don't know. One of the, ca- no, the, the Abbey in this one actually looked like an Abbey. And yeah. I was like, okay, finally they toned that down. But Dracula's castle is the most unlikely looking thing ever. It's like, we're going to pick this tiny little point of land and we're going to put a castle on top of that. And yeah. it's just, just no, no. I can tell Transylvania is not an island. Uh, and the costumes are oh. utterly ridiculous. The Dr- worst of which oh. is the wedding dress. Oh, the wedding. Oh, Lord. Where oh. she looks like some, some large box of white taffeta exploded all over her. I expected, like, uh, you, did you see um, Terry Gilliam's Bear Munchausen? Mm, yes. Do you remember the part of this, these two, the king and queen, and their heads fly yes. around? Yes, the, <laughs> the king and queen of the moon. I yeah. thought somebody was going to grab her ruff and just give it a spin, <laughs> and she, her head would fly off. Yeah, uh, They're just awful. And the way they portrayed Dracula, the visuals, like when he first oh, shows up in the long red robe and his the ridiculous hairstyle that looks like two hills. Oh, I thought it looked like two cinnamon rolls. I'm browning. Um, I thought it was just like, what is with the hair? And his makeup is so awful. It's so heavy. Um, he's got three different bad makeups for this film. He's got yeah. old man Dracula with the cinnamon twists. Yeah. He's got the bat Dracula, yeah. which apparently Gary Oldman found it almost impossible to act in. And then there's wolf Dracula, which unfortunately is a full body suit with which he has sex with Lucy. Yeah. Which yeah, was just creepy. Ugh. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Yeah. And again, um, the performance in the in this, no one, it's either no one is trying or no one has any idea what to do. Every, but everybody except Keanu has their moment of utterly, 
utterly overacted. Yeah. Badly. Uh, the whole Van Helsing character makes no sense. He's just the most creepy, weird-ass guy oh. ever. It's I swear, it's almost like every character, when he goes up to meet them, he says, hello, I'm Van Helsing, and then he licks them. It's that <laughs> weird. It's almost. I mean, God, when... He's trying to explain to these men who are in love with Lucy that she is now the devil's concubine. Yeah. And he's laughing. <laughs> and he's like grabbing onto Quincy the cowboy and grinding on his leg. And Quincy's like, get away, you old coot. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, that is a perfectly reasonable response. And yet they still do what he says. They all trust him. They it's all trust him immediately weird. when obviously he should be turned over to Dr. Seward and locked up somewhere. Um, so I want to take a moment to... to um talk about the the special effects in this film so oh boy. and i when i saw this film one of the reasons i was actually interested in seeing it was that i had read about them and that was that coppola wanted this film to look in a way very period and in that respect he didn't want to do any computer generated effects yeah. when he told them the special effects crew what he wanted them to do they tried it and failed so he fired them and instead hired somebody that was infinitely more qualified to do special effects, his son Roman. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I get what he was trying to do, and in some cases it works okay, but a lot of cases these are special effects that we haven't believed since the 40s. Mm. Things like, oh, we're going to run the film backwards to make it look weird. Oh, we're going to you know, make these miniatures like this you know, H.O. scale toy train set by Lionel. Yeah. Um Oh, we're gonna shoot things in a you know, and how oh, it's a it's a uh, it's a stand-in behind us, and then some the real actor in the mirror, and it's a lot of this stuff just does not work. And I get that he's trying to make it look late nineteenth century, but it just mostly comes off as wow, that's fake. Oh, that's fake. Hey, yeah. you know what's fake? That. Yeah, it takes you out of it. Yeah, this is not just this is a bad movie. It is a bad version of Dracula. Yeah, and it is a, it is a criminal waste of acting talent. Yeah, and even worse, the film starts off weird. Yeah. Then it goes over the top, mm. and then it commits the worst sin it possibly can mm. commit. At about an hour and 15 minutes in, yeah. it gets boring. Yeah, it really, you, you're sitting there looking at your watch. It grinds to a halt. And, and there are these moments in it you don't know why they're there. There is this strange scene where Lucy and Mina, they're trying to establish their friendship, and they're out in the rain, and they start making out. Yeah. And then it cuts away, and it's never mentioned again. These two Victorian women are making out. Well, it was very... Oh, no, that's what they hadn't invented lesbians <laughs> yet. So maybe that's why they were confused. They didn't know they were... No, I don't uh, um, you, you can't, man. Don't even try. My, my favorite scene, though, is it's late in the film, and Mina is... Uh, the, the guys are basically going out to try and take care of Dracula, and I can't remember which character said it, but he literally says, you'll be perfectly safe here comma, right in front of this open window overlooking Dracula's house. <laughs> and it's like, come on, people, yeah. really? And here's the other problem I have with Oldman. And dear gods, I really, this is the only performance by Gary Oldman I know I don't like. Yeah. Dracula should be alluring in some way. The whole point of Dracula is no matter what he is, whatever yeah. he did to he's get where he's, he's supposed to lure people in. You, 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 you're drawn to him. And he is way too creepy in this film. Like, when Harker shows up, there is no reason, even for Keanu, there is no reason for him to go, Hello, I'm from Britain. Oh, dear gods. Ah! Yeah, that would pretty much be it. <laughs> Hi, you're, Doc, you're Count Dracula. Bye! Yeah. Or, it's, here, the, the deeds are in this bag. Sign them. I'm going home. Yeah. Now that you signed these papers, you will... Stay for a month. <laughs> oh, okay, old chap. Dude. Oh, God. It's just... It, he, this is one of the reasons I 
did like Langella's performance mm-hmm. in that, like you said, you could see why people were drawn to him. Yeah. He has the presence in, of course, the bodice ripper thing and blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. I did it myself. Um, even Bella Lugosi, who's off-putting, yeah. there's still something interesting you about him. You can't look away from yeah. him. And Gary Oldman, in this, and he has presence. He has charisma. It doesn't come across here. It's just the wrong kind. Yeah. It's, it, every, it's not made for this. The, the only scenes that he's, like, the least weird he is in this film, he's wearing this strange Rebecca flowing hair oh. wig, these little blue glasses, yeah, and a top of John hat. Lennon, like, hello, I'm Count Dracula. Now, one, to be fair, yeah. also, one of the things this film did bring back was in the book, Dracula could walk around during the daylight. Right, he but just wasn't the, as powerful. Right, he was just like a regular person. Yeah. Um, and he was supposed to, the night was supposed to be his thing, and that's cool. But there's this weird whole, you know, again, this this plot about him seeing his, his dead wife and Elizabeth, I will get her back. And they go and drink absinthe because that's the drink of vampires. <sighs> um, the green fairy, as well, they that, call it. But yeah, You notice that they, they had absinthe, we had morphine, we had Van Helsing talking about syphilis. It's basically... Uh, like Coppola was saying, okay, um, I want all of the dark stuff from the Victorian era. Yeah, I, I and you know that's the thing is like by putting him in all that weird makeup and never letting Oldman do Oldman, I, Dracula just becomes funny and weird and yeah. goofy. Yeah, and it do, it doesn't work. And Van Helsing should be an imposing character, not a crazy one. No. And if you want to do a tragic love story between you know Mina and Dracula, okay, but this was forced and it was yeah. not believable and one last question yeah what is with the closing song by annie lennox i don't know all i can figure is tom waits asked her to do it if you wait wait long enough through the credits suddenly there's this i think it's love song to a vampire by annie lennox yeah. and it does not fit the rest of the movie it's i love annie lennox but not in this yeah. so as a wrap-up the roundup uh, don't see this one. Don't see the Bra- don't see the Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, definite. Uh, we would definitely recommend the 1931 with Bela Lugosi, and I would also recommend just for completion's sake, and if you are interested in from, uh, you know, just to see how vampire uh, portrayal changed, you can see the Langella one, and also if you think he's pretty, you can watch him. Yeah, I, uh, of these three, and as Max has pointed out, there are you know, unlike Godzilla, there's 200. <laughs> different versions yeah. of this and he's you know anything from literally Abbott and Costello to you know Love at First Bite and so on and so mm-hmm. forth of these three films the best of the of the lot altogether is probably the Lugosi one yeah. not only because it's a classic film not only because it really flavored Dracula for 88 years after that but there's just certain aspects of the Langella one that just don't work for me mm. it's it's a little there's a little bit more action. It's not that exciting. Um, but the man... And, and Max didn't go into this. The um, Langella version... I'm not the Langella version. The Coppola version cost $40 million, yeah. And I'm really sorry to say that yeah. worldwide it made over 200 And it I was don't a success. know why. Because yeah. when I saw it, the night it came out, I hated it then. And I still... It's terrible. Yep. yep. Um, so... So that brings that wraps us up uh, for this week. So what are we talking about next week? Mike? Well, I thought I'd aim a little higher, ah, uh, something a little be. bit, a uh, little bit more, um, you know, a little more weight, highbrow, highbrow a little bit better actors. Sure. Uh, I am gonna aim my crossbow straight at the mummy. 
The mummy, <laughs> let me poop a brick. Uh, okay, so we're gone from Godzilla to Dracula to the mummy. Yeah. Okay, that's a logical progression. Yeah, so sure. we're going to go to the 1930s mummy, the original yep, one, with Modus Koloff. Yeah, um, which, if I remember correctly, is the first Universal monster movie that's not based on an actual book. Okay, that's probably true. I mean, the other two, I think, are Frankenstein and uh, uh, Dracula, and Creature from the Black Lagoon was later. Well, not only that, but I think that was also original for the film. Sounds, I think so. Don't quote me on that. But yeah. that was 50s. Yeah. Uh, and I want to scoot way into the future. Yeah. I'm going to shoot ahead about 60-something years. And I'm heading right for Brendan Fraser because... Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're talking 31 or 33, whenever the original Mummy came out. I think it was and, 32. Yeah. But in the meantime, mm. if you would like to get in touch with us, uh, we yes. are still available at us at maxmikemovies.com please send us your comments hey give us some show suggestions uh tell your friends if you uh, we would love some more tell listeners. random people on the street yes just kick them knock them over and say listen to max mike movies exactly and go to their website which is maxmikemovies.com and go or let's check us out on twitter at plort maxmikemovies.com and facebook at maxmikemovies and you can listen to our podcasts on the google podcast app or oh. apple yes you can but until that time, oh. blah, 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 Master, blah. no, no, Master, no, please, no. <laughs> oh. Max Mike Movies is a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench. <laughs>